Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you really don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Dang it. Gosh dang it. Even in freaking preseason, we can't seem to do it. And we both jinxed it, James, didn't we? We both did. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Starcastic Remarks. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, sorry, I, I had to get that off my chest because I, I was kind of mad, even though it's a preseason game. Uh, welcome to Starcastic Remarks, uh, the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. And we are brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure you use the promo code. THPN when you go and do their stuff for their free little Doomflotchy thingy, okay? Um, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, sorry for the outburst from me that we just uh, finished watching the preseason game against the Panthers. And even though it's a preseason game, the Stars still found a way to lose it in the last minute. And they went to overtime and then went to shootout and lost it in a shootout. So 
Yeah, we're we're two for two for losing after regulation, so seems like we're already in midseason form. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, right? So uh anyways, um I, I was gonna talk about some other stuff to get started off with, but let's just go ahead and just jump into the uh into the preseason game. Um I didn't get to watch the the whole thing of it just because of uh obviously with it being a Wednesday night and stuff, we had church at seven, but um, from what I did see, there was actually some good things that I saw on the ice. So it's not all, um, you know, negative. The The outcome was not what we desired, but there were a lot of good things. And the people that the Stars need to score this season did end up scoring in this game. So that's a huge, huge, huge thing for the Stars uh, this upcoming season. Um what did you guys see from anything, if you watched more of the game than me, less of the game than me, that you noticed that uh, you really enjoyed or thought that was positive coming from the Stars? James? Anything at all? James, got nothing? Okay. <clears throat> I'll talk about my thing. Um, Riley Tufty is still playing pretty good. He's being aggressive on offense. He scored last season. Played well again tonight. Maybe we see Riley Tufty. Oh, it's dark in here because my light broke, everybody. Sorry. You can't <laughs> see my beautiful face as well. But yeah, Riley Tufty. I like it. Maybe he's not a bust yet. We'll see. Well, he, he seems to be doing okay. He was the only one that scored for the Stars in the first preseason game. So, I mean, as much as we say that preseason is not that big a deal, uh, to those players like Riley Tufty that are on the fringe of maybe making the NHL roster or maybe making uh, Rick Bonus make some hard decisions, it is very important for, for players like that. So um, I will agree with you. Riley Tufty has, ever since the Traverse City tournament, he's actually done really well uh, yeah. in, in, in during training camp. And it's somebody that we weren't thinking about until he started doing well too. So he's, he's done his job for this preseason. So. Yeah, and that's as much as he can do, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's nothing else he can do. Uh, the, the only thing I think he's got against him is that uh, the st- I, I and I believe this is that the stars have kind of soured on him a little bit, you know, considering what uh, he was supposed to bring to this organization. You know, five years later, he was drafted in 2016. He was a first round pick, uh, and I mean, we all look at the fact that. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett was drafted right before Riley Tufty. And look at Alex DeBrinkett. Look at Riley Tufty. Obviously, obviously, you can see the differences uh, in success between the two players. But um, he could still be a useful player, especially at his size. He's six five. So I mean, we you can always use size in the NHL. So maybe he can find some way to use that to uh, his benefit. And we kind of talked about it a little bit. You know, maybe he can kind of develop into a bottom six player, kind of like Roddick Foxa. Roddick Foxa was a, a, a first-round pick, and even though Roddick Foxa didn't end up the way the Stars expected him to, he's still a vital uh, part of this team, especially on the defensive side of the puck and with faceoffs. So maybe Riley Tufty can uh, find a way to carve himself a role maybe on the fourth line. don't know, maybe. So. Yep. I was about to say that exact same thing about similar to the Foxa situation, so you stole the words right out of my mouth. So good job. Keep going. <laughs> right. So – um, and, okay, so let's talk about some of the goal scorers uh, for the Stars tonight. So we did see... Shock you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll really shock you. So uh, the people that we need to score this season did score for the Stars tonight, which that is a huge upside. And uh, y- you don't want to look at it 
you know, too positively because, it, again, it is just a preseason game. But still, the people that scored for the Stars, Robo, exactly what, he, what we need him to do, just continue with the season he had last year. Um, Radulov, and then Jamie Benn. There you go. Those are the three guys that we need to lead this team, especially on offense. Uh, what did you see from uh, those three guys tonight? Yeah, I mean, they all kind of scored goals the way that the Stars score goals, and that's sit in front of the net and hope for something to fall into your lap and then score. So, <laughs> um, I did want to talk about uh, some one of the things we were talking about off air a little while ago was the uh, <coughs> I don't know it, it it was the 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 way that Ottinger played, and and we mentioned this that uh, of the four goals that he gave up, including the shootout goal. Uh, three of them seem to kind of trickle in and seem to be kind of weak. Um, are, is it too early to be looking into those sort of things and say, and and you and you know you freak out or do you just kind of blow this off and say he'll just be better uh, next time? I, I don't think they were super weak, but I think they were very savable, especially since he was already on them too, and he got huge pieces of them. But yeah, that's just a that's just you just started playing again recently kind of deal in my opinion like he just got to squeeze it tighter like that's what she said um but he's, he's gonna take care of that so no problem so the only thing about uh about golly chris <laughs> I, I, I really thought we left that. um the, the the one thing that uh i i didn't like about uh some of those goals is that they just it seemed to just kind of trickle in um, and especially some of those, they literally looked like they just trickled in right through. I don't even know who it was through his armpit. The last one was five hole in the shootout. And, uh, man, uh, I, I would just like to see a, a better outing from Jay Gottinger. And especially for those of us that are really pushing for him to, you know, to take that starting role tonight was not a, a, a good performance from him. I don't think um, it was a bad one though. I mean, like. They were off deflections, too. They were all hard shots. It wasn't like there were soft shots that just got through them. They were all shot hard. And, I mean, if he just makes that simple adjustment, like, he can win the game single-handedly almost. So, I don't think it's a huge deal. And I think his positioning and the other saves that he made throughout the game were really fantastic. So, even especially late in the third period, there was that, uh, there was that odd man rush going our way. And he made a great save on that one. And, of course, they come back in the last minute and score off of a garbage goal. But still, he, he, he made a lot of good saves. And if that's the only issue he, he's going to have, then I'll take that any day of the week. But I, I won't take it any day of the week. And, well, it's very I, fixable is, is why. is like if, if it was just like his positioning was just terrible and he couldn't make a glove save at all, I, I would I would agree with you, but it's not like his glove hand is slow or anything like that. It's just he's just not squeezing it tight enough, and that's something he can totally do. That's that's it, not a hard fix. It it it's just and and okay, I, I can agree with you on that. It's just yeah. giving up giving up four goals a night is not a way to win yeah. a hockey game. That's well, not going to happen. He gave up he gave up three and then a shootout goal. That doesn't count. I'll say he gave up three, but still, if it was a glove hand thing, like if his glove hand is slow, that's not an easy fix. Like that's multiple years of training and stuff like that but right. that wasn't the issue his blocker his glove was great his five hole wasn't super open his positioning was super good all the time he, and he was in the position to make all of these saves all three of the saves that were real he was in position to make all of them it just got through somehow so 
I'm not super discouraged by it. I'm not thinking too much into it either. I, I mean, it, and again, maybe I was just a little bit more emotionally attached to this game just because of the way we lost. So, we, you know, we give up a goal in the last minute and then we lose in a shootout. It just sucks. Yeah, we're, we're just getting it all out of our system, I think. That's and, and, <laughs> and that was my exact thought. I'm just thinking, you know what? We're just getting our it out of our system now so that it doesn't happen in the uh, in the actual season. And uh, th- my only other issue with this uh, is the type of rosters that were put out tonight. So obviously this is preseason. There's still like you know lots of players at training camp. The stars still haven't made any kind of uh, cuts yet. And obviously some of the the players on this uh, roster that played tonight are not going to be on the stars for the opening night roster. Like for example, uh, Wyatt Johnson uh, was was playing tonight. He's he's not going to play in the NHL this season I don't see that happening and uh same thing with uh with Tufty I don't see it happening for Riley Tufty I don't see him making the roster if he keeps pushing maybe he will maybe but but that's a tough call right that is a very tough stretch and then uh obviously like uh Ryan Shea and uh, Petrovic those are in Harley as well so three of the six defensemen that played tonight I don't think will play but Generally, the Stars lineup was a veteran-heavy lineup. I mean, you've got you got Sagan, you got Radulov, you got Ben, you got Garyanov, and including uh, Pavelski. And then you've got the guys who you expect to make the roster that are not necessarily the older guys. You got Robertson, you got Delandre, you got Kiviranta, right? Yeah, but so, our issue this game wasn't scoring. We scored three goals. It was defense, and like not having half of our defensive core. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, and we had. We had Klingberg and Sutter, yeah, but then we have Sekera. He's number six. Maybe number five, but I argue he's number six just because I don't like him. But Right, <laughs> but uh, still, I don't think it was defense. I think it was goaltending, and I think that's what, what hurt us hurt us tonight. And I know you're – and I'm not trying to be, you know, a, a stickler or anything, but that's that's literally what happened tonight. The two of the three goals that Ottinger led in were kind of weaker goals, in my opinion. The power play so, goal was not that Ross Priest passed and he just he just made he just made a good slide and was in the good spot. Like yeah, he should have saved it, but like a bad goalie's not gonna be in that spot to make the save. Okay, I I will give you that one, but we're we're, we're also ahead, not talking about a bad goalie anymore. Like I think like Ryan's coming from the perspective that this is going to be our starter. He needs to be better than this. Right I mean, and yeah, if, if that, we were starting the season and this was the first game, of course I would agree with you. But it's preseason, right? And and uh, that that's what mostly why I'm trying to be, uh, be hard on him because <laughs> he because for a lot of stars fans, maybe not necessarily for management in the stars, but for a lot of stars fans, we want to see him be the starter. And you know, it, we it, we need something like a Ben Bishop where you just he just makes that save or Hudobin in the 2020 playoff run. We we need just need that save at the right time and we didn't really get that tonight. So it, he again he made lots of good saves especially in the overtime. Uh, there were several saves that I thought I was like oh okay that's actually pretty good, but uh, I, I just didn't see it from Otter tonight. Uh, and, speaking uh, of Ben Bishop, you want to um, go ahead and get into that. We'll go ahead and get into that. Okay, go ahead. A couple articles from multiple sources pretty much the day after we did our last podcast. Right, saying, which made us look stupid. Yeah. Pretty honestly. much. Honestly. Well, we are stupid anyways, Ica. but yeah. But <laughs> saying that 
Bishop really thinks he's going to start the season and is and he wants to play a preseason game. So Okay. Why did we <laughs> right? Why did we go buy another goalie? So now we actually have four. So 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 my joke of saying we have four NHL goalies is not a joke anymore. No, it's a, that this is, is that legit is, thing. That is our real that is the reality that we are currently within. The timekeepers uh, did did not foresee this. Nope. <laughs> uh, from from what I got from the article was that so it sounded like Bishop was ready to play and start the season, but it felt like management did not feel the same way about it. Like he, it it, it very much felt like they were ready to give him a whole other season to to get healthy, and Bishop wants to play now. So maybe there's some uh, conflicting like ideas of what's going to happen there but I'm well, not he's only got he doesn't have that many seasons left it's especially since he's a, a porcelain doll so right the, and, and chris you read my mind 100 percent because i'm thinking how many seasons does he got left uh, he's he's didn't have many left three? to begin with <laughs> four and i don't even think three it, he may be done but um then this is just pure speculation on my point um I, I don't I, I don't agree with the logic that you put out there, J James, about the article and everything, because what it seems like is that management is waiting for Bishop for to let them know that he's ready to go. So there, I don't think there's any timetable. And and I've looked at the exact opposite, and I've seen articles that have talked about the fact that uh, they're just waiting for Bishop to – you know, tell tell them when he's healthy, and then they'll throw him on the ice and see how he does. Um, so, I mean, it's not like this guy is like 22, like Jay Cottinger. I mean, he knows his body and he knows his limits, and he knows he's he's older. So, I I really think that's what it's gonna be. Uh, speculation for me, I don't think he starts a preseason game. I don't. Um, I would expect him maybe to get in. It's hard to say. I'll say late November, early December is when we first see him, somewhere around there. That's that that that, and again, that's a feeling. There's no, uh, there's no facts behind this. There's no logic. This is just pure speculation on my point and how I how I feel this is gonna turn. Well, out. if you're talking out of your butt, then I'm gonna too. I think. Hey, Hudobin talking out of your butts is fun. <laughs> I think Hudobin and Bishop are gonna be the duo for the next preseason game. Really? Okay. Boom. Well, now what he did uh, say recently, Bonus said, is that they are not going to split games anymore. Which so, I love. It. I, think, I, I hate. I hate Bonus, but I think this is a great idea. I agree too. Um. So I'm. So whoever is in net, whoever is in net, will get a full game. The uh, whatever our next game is. I don't. I, I don't even know when it is. But uh, hopefully we will see. Hopefully we will see Bishop. I hope I'm wrong. I, re I really, really hope I'm wrong because if Bishop is healthy and he's able to play, that makes the Stars just a way more formidable team uh, in the NHL. And that really pushes us to uh, not just a playoff spot, but maybe contending for the Cup. Because right now a lot, of, a lot of people and a lot of media members are saying that the Stars are not contending for the Cup whatsoever. They're just like they're a playoff team. That's what they if say. He, if he plays like Vesna Bishop, then we're no doubt a contender at that point. Right. Agreed. So, um, 
anyways, uh, let's get into some of the other things that we wanted to talk about. It, it, it's nice to actually get to talk about a game, right? It feels like it's been it's so, so nice. long. So nice. I, I'm, I'm so I looking forward to the PGRs. I was like, oh, this is going to be lame. Like, it's just a preseason game. But no, it's still hockey. I, I thought it was going to be like an all-star game, but it was, it was good. I was so happy. Yeah, there was still some hitting. There was still some good stuff going on, so it made me really excited. Um, so Better than all-star hockey. Yeah, and, you know, we actually got to watch it, right? You know, the first game wasn't even on, uh, yeah. on locally. Speaking so. of, how often, like, have we ever had a preseason game on Fox Sports Southwest slash, slash Bally Sports? Yes, normally they do at least one, but it's always on uh, – they always do it, like, on uh, – on the plus side or the 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 plus channel or whatever yeah, not the actual channel but the plus channel yeah so you know uh okay so james is telling us that the next game is friday at florida so that would be that'd be interesting um Thank hopefully we can james. get a chance to hopefully we can get a chance to watch that uh that game as well but uh we'll see um you know speaking of let, let's get dive into this um cuz uh, did you guys like the the new uh the new crew Michelle and uh, Laura, do you, you, do you guys get a chance to watch them at all? I just saw the rinkside. Michelle? Yeah. She was all right. I mean, it's nice to have someone actually at the rinkside. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I do appreciate that uh, Ballet Sports Southwest kind of invested in that. Or I don't know if it's them or if it's the stars. One, whoever. Whoever invested in it. Uh, I, I do appreciate that because that kind of lets us get some news uh, on the side out there that uh, can keep us informed. Yeah, I didn't hear any of Brian Ray's analysis, though. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't see get how it. much hockey does he actually know. Oh, he knows a lot. He, uh, I, I listened to some of his uh, on his uh, website or whatever. He's got like his little. It's like a professional website, oh, basically like a resume. Yeah. yeah. It, he knows his stuff. He does, and so yes, I I agree with you. I'm very excited to uh, to hear that. But unfortunately, we won't hear that for another two weeks. I think that's the only game that's being broadcast on Valley Sports Southwest. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But anyways, uh, let's get into some of the stuff we wanted to talk about. Just because I mean, I mean, there's there's not a ton to talk about, and I mean, we could have talked about a lot, but I kind of uh, narrowed it down to just a couple. Um, so let's do obviously the the big story from this past week, and it kind of evolved this entire week. Um, and, and it's unfortunate that stuff like this happens because uh, it, it's just it, it's terrible. But um, there is a, a UHL player who uh, unfortunately, uh, and for some reason my link is not working. But anyways, um, the. And it was a, a player in the Ukrainian Hockey League in the UHL, and uh, in this in this instant, in the second period of this game, um, Andre Deniskin shouted at uh, Jalen Smerik. I I hope I'm saying the names right. I'm probably saying them wrong. Um, Jalen Smerik, uh, we should note, is black, and um, during this, uh, I guess you can call it conversation. Um, Deniskin pantomimed unpeeling a banana and eating it. So it, it was a, a, a very res, uh, racist gesture. He was ejected from the game, and then, you know, lots of social media people came out and said stuff about it. And 
uh, mentioned it and said how disgusting this was. Uh, Smerek is actually from Detroit. He's American-born, and uh, he's only 24, and he used to be an uh, a Arizona Coyotes prospect, but uh, he didn't pan out in the NHL as much, so he's playing overseas. So not only is he playing overseas for the first time and stuff like that, but now he's having to, to deal with stuff like this. Um, uh, what's what, what's y'all's original thoughts just thinking about this incident and uh, what you've heard from this incident? Yeah, I haven't heard anything until actually just now. I didn't even, I haven't been paying much attention. But yeah, it looks looks like that guy's an idiot. <laughs> but I mean, lots of European countries like I know we think like we're all and we're looking at like American stuff. Lots of European countries are much more taboo about race stuff than america is because like on, on their small countries like their ethnicity is all basically the same so they don't have much interaction with people of different races and ethnicities so i think a lot more of this stuff is it's it's not seen as as bad and that could that's definitely true seeing that he only got a three game suspension so <laughs> well it, it it's just disgusting to me honestly uh you know we're trying to and especially down here in uh, Texas, where it's it's very much you know, why does not you know as predominant as it was forty years ago? You know, we've got, we've got a lot of almost majority Hispanic now, isn't it? I think it's pretty close. Uh, and James is shaking his head, so yeah, I was right about that. Yeah. So it's actually a majority Hispanic now. <laughs> Whatever James says is is fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll just go with it. But, uh, I mean, especially in our communities where, you know, there's a lot of Hispanic people, there's a lot of black people. Uh, I mean, stuff like this, when you're trying to grow the game and stuff like that, th th this is this kind of stuff that you don't want to see. Well, it, and it, it's the Ukrainian Hockey League, so it's not like it's an NHL issue or anything like that. And I'm sure he's, I'm, I'm whatever the IIHF does will probably be a lot better. So if he ever... I doubt this guy was good enough to be on any kind of Ukrainian national team, but if he was, I'm sure they would be upset about it. So this is, in my opinion, yeah, it's a bad thing, but it's more of like a local story. I don't know if this is a huge deal to the NHL really. I mean, of course it's a terrible thing to do, but like, I think it's just one idiot guy. I don't, I don't think it should be a huge deal for the NHL and stuff. Okay, and I will agree with you to a point of that, but especially in the hockey community, if you're thinking hockey just in general, uh, this is the kind of thing that you you don't want to see, and especially with social media now, where everything is connected, and you know you're hearing about news as soon as it happens. Basically, this is the kind of stuff that you don't want to see. Um, well, to, to to you already kind of said it, Chris, but to further the story, um, the UHL came out couple days ago and uh they handed down a three game suspension but kind of it, it, it's, it's almost like a, a 13 game suspension so what he can do is it, it, he has to be suspended three games period okay if he wants to pay off because i guess you can do that in the uhl uh you can pay off 10 of your games uh t 10 of your suspension games and that's an equivalent of $1,870. So I, I don't know how much money that is for a player like that. I don't know how much they get paid in the UHL. That tells you how small the league is, though. <laughs> right, but the, the fact that he can 
pay off those 10 games, a lot of people are outraged by the fact that he's only getting three games. And, you know, to to their credit, there are some hits and there are some cross-checks and some uglier things that we see in the NHL that the NHL hands out longer, longer suspensions for. So uh, let me ask you this question, this, and this is kind of a touchy question uh, uh, as well. Do you, I, I think we can agree that three games is not enough, if, if, you, if you ask me. Um, you can disagree or agree with me on that. But do you think that uh, he should have just been completely just – should have been suspended for the rest of the year, maybe even for his whole career? A lot of people are kind of pushing for that. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that? What, what do you think? I mean, I don't think he should have for that long, but, like, obviously for longer than that, than what he got. But, I mean, it's, it's a small league with a player who's never going to amount to anything in actual – hockey so it, it it's honestly not a, I don't think it's as big a deal as people are making it out to be it's okay. yeah the guy's an idiot he's a jerk and he's a bad person but this doesn't stand for what hockey means and the, the UHL which I didn't even know existed is not a big player on the international hockey stage so James yeah I'm with Chris for the most part but like if the hockey league was in America, the dude wouldn't be on the team anymore. That's oh, all yeah. I have to say about it. Yeah, the team totally would have dropped him, yeah. Um I I and, and I this is gonna be controversial. People are gonna jump on me for this if they hear my comments on this, but do I think he should be suspended and never get to play for the rest of his life? No. Um People make mistakes. Yes, it was a very stupid mistake, and it was a very racist mistake. Uh, but I, I don't believe he he should never get to play hockey ever again. Um, do I think do I think three games is enough? No, absolutely not. Uh, and I, I, again, I don't know how long the season is there in the UHL. It, it would help if I knew more about the UHL than I than I do. But I mean, if if you ask me that that needs to be like a, a 15 game suspension and not being able to pay it off kind of thing, so, uh, that's kind of where I'm at in, in my feeling. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, and again, that that's very controversial in, in our, uh, in our world nowadays. It's just like, Nope, he needs to not play hockey ever again. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with that, but do, is he an idiot? Yes. Was he stupid for doing that? Yes. Uh, so hopefully we never see stuff like this again. And unfortunately we, we will probably be talking about another incident like this in uh, in the next couple of months, but, uh, again, it won't be we'll in see. America and it won't be on an international stage. So the only reason we're hearing about this is because the guy it happened to was from North America. So, well, and I, I also think it's because the, the news right now is very slow. Right, you know, the, the NHL season is not underway yet. It's just preseason. There's not much else going on, uh, so I, I think that's another reason why it kind of blew up as well. Yeah. And what better way to get clicks than to make people mad? Right, exactly. So, okay. Um, anyways, I thought this one was this next little uh, bit was kind of funny, so I thought I'd throw it up in there. But uh, Nikita Papugayev, I hope I say that right. Papugayev. He's a Russian. 
Papugayev. You said it right. Oh, there you go. Okay. No, I have uh, no idea how to say his name. No, I, like, <laughs> hey, that's that's closer than what I would have said. So, hey, good, good for you. Um, he is a hockey player and a prospect. No not anymore. For the uh, New Jersey Devils organization. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> and he has retired from hockey to become a social media influencer. Is that not the oddest thing you've ever heard? Sounds sounds like a Gen Z guy. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was weird because James is sitting here laughing. He's got his mic muted. <laughs> He's sitting there laughing. But uh, he was drafted by the Devils in the fourth round back in 2017. So he's in his early 20s. Um, he, 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 did, uh, he did play with the, in the KHL last season, and he had six points in 25 games. And he did, he, he, he did this one video with one of his buddies, and it was a prank video. And uh, the, apparently this guy's got over 315,000 subscribers on YouTube. And he was kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that too. So he dropped hockey, and he's like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. And, uh, yeah, he's doing the social media thing. Well, good for him. Weird, right? It sounds like he didn't like hockey very much. <laughs> right. Well, you know, one of the things I thought about is, like, you know, some of these guys that, uh, especially that go through, like, the junior leagues in Canada and, you know, they're brought up from the time they're four, they're at the rank, you know, six out of seven days out of the week. I mean, I'm not surprised that, you know, some of these guys get sick of, uh, you know, playing hockey or whatever, and maybe they get burnt out, and maybe that's why this guy uh, decided to stop. So, anyway, I just thought that was interesting and the fact that, uh, you know, he's a, a draft pick and he decides – career-wise, to go that direction. So, anyways, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Anyways, um, there's still some other big RFAs that have yet to be signed. Um, two from Vancouver, Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, and then Ottawa, Brady Kachuk, have yet to be signed uh, by their respective clubs. No way. Vancouver as a franchise is failing? Huh? <laughs> That's so That's mean. crazy. It's like Vancouver's not a good team. <laughs> so, I, I mean, good that's... Good franchise. They have a decent team. That, that's their two most important players. <laughs> that's their two most important players, and they don't have them signed. And what about OEL? Said it right. Oh, yeah. Oh, rather than O-L-E, or what did you say? E-L. E-O-L. That's what you said. You, you said E-O-L this time. <laughs> so... Anyways, uh, Vancouver's got about $14 million in cap space to sign both of those guys, and a lot of people are saying that that's not going to be enough. So a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people are saying they're looking at bridge deals for both of those guys rather than you know wanting to kind of sign them long-term, for both get eight-year deals, which is kind of what you want when you got guys in their early 20s, you know, sign them while they're, uh, while they're good and you know have them do, for the primes of their careers. So Do they still reserve their rights if they don't sign them? before the season starts so the way that works is that uh they must be signed by december 1st in order to play that same season so he he, they could all three of these guys could hold out all the way till (laughs) december 1st if they do not come up with a contract by december 1st and it becomes december 2nd they are not allowed to play in the season regardless of whether they sign a contract or not so 
that seemed to be the holdout. The most recent one uh, that I can think of that was a holdout like that was Will uh, was William Nylander in uh, Toronto, and he signed at the very last second. I'm not joking. November 31st is when he signed his contract, and he held out for about a month and a half of the season. So, and it didn't really work out for him very well either because he was behind everybody else conditioning wise. So, uh, it, well, I then mean, what happens after that? Do they become UFAs nope. after that season, or nope? They how still long are their rights retained? Just that, until they're no longer RFAs. That I don't know, and I would assume that there's some sort of uh, there's some sort of chip on that, but uh, we'd have to look into that and. Uh, get into that but i do know that's what happens if if they're not signed by december 1st they cannot play that season at all so uh that i mean that's the hard deadline and i'm sure they would be offersheeted by that point so i don't think so i mean nobody has cap money nobody does and the teams that uh do have cap money are you know not looking to spend a bunch of money on a player they're trying to save that cap space because cap space is basically gold right now I mean, I mean, if you look at, uh, I mean, now Ottawa doesn't have any issues with cap space. They've got like thirty million dollars in cap space. It's just a matter of signing Brady Kachuk to a number that they both agree on. But uh, for for the other two guys in Vancouver, they just don't have any cap space remaining. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that uh, turns out. And I, I, I would like to say that they would be signed before the start of the season, which for most of those guys will be October thirteenth, but. You never know. So, never know. You never know. You never know. Never know. Uh, I can't even say that five times fast again if I wanted to. Anyways, uh, speaking of signings, the Dallas Stars have signed their two most recent uh, draft picks to their ELCs. ELCs stands for entry level contracts. So, that being Wyatt Johnson, the first round pick of this year's draft. And Logan Stankoven, I cannot wait until he makes the <laughs> NHL. I'm so, I, oh, I'm so ready. That's, that's one of the greatest names in the NHL right now. Logan Stankoven, and plus he's a short dude. So, you know, mad props to the short dude rooting for you, uh, Logan. But uh, Logan was the second-round pick in uh, this past year's draft. So, uh, apparently the, both of those guys uh, – made enough rounds in the Traverse City tournament and also in training camp to uh, have the Stars award them with their ELCs uh, right out of their draft year. So uh, good for the Stars, and we're really excited for both of those guys. Um, all right, so this is one of the main things we wanted to talk about tonight uh, Was is the Stars power play. And the, the main thing I, I want to talk about with the power play is the fact that it's going to look completely and 100% different than it did last season. Tell me how it's so, going to look, Ryan. So d- d- just get this, okay? So I'm getting it. So last year, when the Stars were you know, going for a playoff spot against Nashville, right? So yeah. this, is the, this is the second power play unit, okay? Uh-huh. The end of last year. It was not good. Sammy Vatanen. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tanner Caro. Huh? Who? Essa Lindell, why is Essa Lindell playing offense? Goal scorer, man. Yeah. Mira Haskin, okay. And Roddick Foxa. Wait, wait, uh, three defensemen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even remember that. I must have suppressed that. And from my now, <laughs> and now, looking at the training camp for Oster and what they had for their second unit, this is their second unit now. Mira Haskin in, 
good start. Ryan Suter, Another, Dennis no, Garianoff, I like that Tyler one. Sagan, Jamie Bend. That's, That's the, the second? second unit. That is the second unit. Who's on the first? Uh, so <laughs> the first L. unit hey, in else. training camp was <laughs> John Klingberg, Rope Hintz, Joe one. Pavelski, Jason one. Robertson, Alexander Radulov. So it's just our first line plus Rads? Right, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I like mean, that. how? So, how how big of a difference is that, and how much can we expect out of the power play of this season? It, it's got to be better, right? It is a large difference, to to use layman's terms. Um, yeah, we should we should be, honestly, with those players that we have, we should be in the top ten in power plays. Like that, those are two top ten lines. So that's where we should be. Probably won't though, because we are historically terrible at power <laughs> But I mean, and we and we said the same thing whenever we got Spezza and Hemsky too. We were like, man, we're gonna have the best power play in the league. We got two of the best lines, and no, it was terrible. So yeah. we're probably well, gonna be bad, but we should be good, and we're probably gonna complain about it the whole year. So that's something for y'all to look for- forward to. Yeah, we always complain about everything, right, Chris? That that is all we do. Well, I'm going to complain about goaltending like out the wazoo this year if it's not good. You already have. So, yeah, I know, right? And and that was just a preseason game. <laughs> and I wasn't even like uh, you weren't even that you mad. Know, pent up on it. Yeah, right. I wasn't even mad about it. So, um anyways, uh just looking at uh the just looking at the power plays and looking at the talent that the Stars have on both of these uh units. It just seems to it, it just seems to make sense that the power play is going to be better and that they're going to be able to score goals and all that sort of stuff but um i don't uh, like the suit the sitter on the second line though i mean i i could i could do for somebody else on there but it's not my choice man okay so if you were if you were the power play coach who would you put instead of suitor i would put whichever young guy is making waves so hopefully delandria but or kiviranta those would be two great options in my opinion or maybe we just park fox in front of the net or something i'd I'd like that so just some big guy just stand there that's i like that maybe that's what sitter's doing maybe that might that's a viable option so here's what bonus said about uh suitor so uh, bonus says Ryan's really good at the top, getting pucks to the net. He's very calm. He's very smart. But then, so, what's Miro gonna do? He's just gonna stand on the edge. I don't like that. Well, they he said, and, and it's funny that you say that because the very next thing was about Miro, and Man, he I'm says, so smart. and we haven't tried Miro on the half wall because of all the injuries. But now that we're healthy, we're giving him a good look over there, and he looks really good out there. I don't like so, him on the half wall. I he would does, he rather doesn't do the one timer thing. I mean, maybe he maybe he does. Maybe he can't seen it exactly. But... And and I mean, if he has a shot like uh, Garyanov, I mean, like we all talk about like Garyanov. <laughs> if if the only person if, who does is Radul is a not Radulov. Oh Ovechkin. Gosh. Ovechkin. <laughs> I mean, we all talk about that one shot uh, that Garyanov had in the playoffs, and I think it was clocked at like a hundred and. Eight or 109 something insane like that it was extremely high and my thing is i like the ryan Suter is at the top because if he's anything like uh john Kleinberg is and he's able 
to to get the puck through traffic, which is all he needs to do. It didn't it didn't have to be a great shot. It just needs to get through the get through the all the traffic in front, and then that just creates opportunities for us to get garbage goals in front of. But Miro Heiskanen already did that. Like I, I don't I don't like the idea of Miro not having the puck as much. Like any time Miro can get the puck, that's who should have the puck. But who knows? Maybe Suter is actually just really good at this, and I have no idea. So I hope that's the case. But it and my I I think it's going to be another one of bonus just loving on the veterans kind of deals going on well we, well we do know he loves to do that yes and we'll have to wait and see how he uh how he does and and again we haven't even seen him yet you know in uh in a star's oh, yeah. uniform have we he played tonight he played tonight no Gosh, i'm lying I'm to idiot. you <laughs> you're lying no he did play tonight he had one assist straight and over my head. minus two Ooh, the minus two is not very good. It doesn't matter. It's because he was playing the most, second most. Right. But so. uh, he had two shots on goals, and he had a hit. Well, but uh, twenty-five minutes. Right. So. Twenty-six. So I just wanted to mention that about the power play because uh, we we did talk about um, the penalty kill a little bit, you know, and the fact that we lost uh, Dickinson and we gained Glenn Denning and uh, the fact that the pa- the penalty kill was not very good last season. It was mid-pack, and we needed it to be top 10. But, uh, you know, I-, I just thought it was just something worth looking at as well. So, um, anyways, moving on to the to the next thing. Oh, actually, I think that's it because we already talked about the preseason games. So, yeah, we did. You know, we actually didn't talk about a Who Cares segment. Oh. We- what yeah, do we want to do for Who Cares? James, what are we doing for Who Cares? Uh, trees. What's your favorite kind of tree? <laughs> okay, we'll go all with right. the whole tree hey. thing. Okay. okay. All, right, all right. Now, I may have to do a top five for this because I know a lot about trees. You <laughs> a top five trees. I, I, I don't know if all I right. have a top one. Number five <laughs> is the Minecraft birch tree. You know, pretty good. Oh, it's, good. It's, very, it's very unique. <laughs> I mean the white bark, the white bark with the little speckles, very unique. I like that. Wait, no, stop! Before we get into the who cares segment, one more thing I want to talk about, but I forgot to mention. So the defensive pairs, because this also came out pretty much as soon as we finished the last podcast. Um, this is so random. You, you just super totally went from right now, bro. <laughs> All right, but... stars, trees, back to stars. <laughs> Are we going camping or something? Two brains in my head. I got two brains in my head. One's on trees, one's on stars. I'm still thinking about different trees too. This is actually just stall tactics. I'm thinking more trees. But anyway, moving on. I was joking so... <laughs> about the f- top five, by the way. You it's can too only look at three. I'm already just... doing five. It's too late. Okay. So, oh, man. Uh, bonus is saying that. Right now, the defensive pairs looks like it's going to be Klingberg and Sutter together. And yeah, then yeah. Lindell we should have mentioned that. Together. Yeah. That's a big and, deal. Yeah. And a lot of people have said that would be a great thing for Haskinen to step up because uh, they said Klingberg's been doing so well because he's got that security blanket behind him of one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. And now if Klingberg can, and now if Haskinen can have that, like, who knows what he could do with that, with that much uh, assurance behind him. So I think that's a I think that's a really cool thing, and it's going to be interesting because our defensive pairs have been the same, or at least our top two have been the same for like three or four years. So uh, does that make does that make Haskinen and Lindell the top defensive pairing, or does it really matter with with a top four like we do? Does no, it really matter? It's one and one, yeah. And I I hope that'll also 
make it so that our one and two line are like have the same amount of like time on ice. So if you look at the time on ice for this game, so if y'all are super interested in this stuff, go look at the time on ice for the preseason game that we had. But Klingberg and Sutter had 26 minutes, and then it was a drop-off. Sekera and Harley had about 18 or 19, and then it was another drop-off, and Petrovic and Shea had 17 to 15. So if we can get our top four guys having the same amount of minutes, around 21 for all four of them, that would, that would be huge, I think. Well, my only thing and my thought that comes to my brain is that Suter is used to playing a ton of minutes, and that seems to be when he's most effective, right, is when he's playing a, a, we I mean, don't need a crap to ton of minutes. Effective. Right, and I, I agree with you, <laughs> but if, if we— he, He's not the effective guy on the D anymore. Like, that's one thing he's going to have to— Defensively, he is. Yes, defensively, yes, defensively he, he is. is. But on the wild, he was, like, the number one guy for everything, and he is— He's not even the number two guy for everything now. He's number three, maybe. Yeah, he's so number three. He, he's, he's definitely number three. He's got to slot into that role, and he's got to figure out where he's going to fit in with his defensive core because he's not the guy anymore. Right. So we're talking about him, he was the guy, and maybe we have to give him enough minutes. No. <laughs> he's not getting more minutes just because he was the guy. He's going to get however many minutes we need him to fill when Klingberg and Haskin aren't playing. <laughs> oh, and... Uh... Scary thing uh, we also forgot to mention is Hockenpah has a broken pinky. So yeah, he's fine. Uh, you don't need fingers to play defense. <laughs> he's not gonna be shooting. <laughs> he's gonna be barely gonna be passing. He's just gonna be just slamming people into the boards, right? Yeah. But, but Hyka did say he was gonna be back. Him. He did say he was gonna be back like next week or the week after. So right, it shouldn't so, be a big deal. It, but uh, at the same time, I mean, if. If our defense is going to be that injury riddled off the bat, that scares me, and uh, that I mean that I, mean, I guess that's why we signed guys like Petrovic and uh, whatever his name is, Borgsman or whatever, so that that way players like Thomas Harley won't have to be forced into a role that the Stars don't want him to be in at this point in the seat uh, in his career. So uh, you know, props to Jim Nell on that. Uh, um, that's one thing I have agreed with him on. Not so much the. Uh, uh, goaltending stuff but we All won't, right, get, back in. We won't get into that back to trees the number four tree is any tree that is in any kind of video game that is like a first person or like a car driving that has any kind of car driving because those trees are indestructible you can try and run over those trees with a tank they do <laughs> nothing they just They're, stay there like that, ah, remi that reminds me of the sapling uh, no you're not moving that reminds me of the uh the, the train in gta <laughs> that exactly. train, it, it just runs over everything. It doesn't there, matter what's if, in its way. If there was a tree <laughs> on the train tracks, that train would be stopped in its tracks. <laughs> All right, Those Chris. trees are a fire. All right, number Chris, three no, tree. I, I can't believe you actually thought of five number trees three in the tree. time we were doing I told that. You, that's that's good. That's good. That's number real good. Number three tree is a willow tree. I just think they're nice. Number four or number two tree. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just thinks they're nice. Number two tree would be uh wait uh, no, uh, the trees from the space moon of Endor. Those trees are nice. <laughs> <laughs> like talk about some trees. Those are some nice trees. Oh, what are we? What are we talking about? Oh my gosh. Don't okay, what's me, number one? Tell me they're not nice trees. There's there's real trees that exist that are better. 
Well, I could have just said redwoods, <laughs> but that's lame. How is that lame? Ewoks. <laughs> that's oh, okay. all I have to say. Okay. All right, okay. moving on. The number okay. one tree is the crepe myrtle because it flowers and looks pretty and stuff. That's not a... Ugh. That counts as a tree. It's, it's tall. It grows It's not a tree. The bush. It's a bush. Whatever. You know, me, you know Mimi's That's a tall probably, freaking bush. Mimi would probably listen to this later and be like, and be like, actually, no, it's not a tree. Or it's not a bush either. It's but blah, she would blah, blah, still blah. agree with me somehow. No, she, I mean, she would agree with you that they're pretty. I agree with you that exactly. they're pretty, but... It, but she would say something like, "It's That's like why a, I'm Mimi's favorite." No, I'm Mimi's favorite, and we all know I'm Mimi's favorite because I was first. So I would just like to point out I was first. So that's okay. ages. J- it is ages, but I'm allowed to be ages because right, I'm Ryan. Honest. Top five trees. Go. No, no, let me do mine real quick. It'll be oh, good. Okay. It's like okay. So I have one favorite tree, and it is the tree that I'm currently under because it's about to rain <laughs> outside. <laughs> and I'm <scared>. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great keeping tree. Them, <laughs> keeping them I don't them even know dry. what type of tree it is, but you know, it's a good tree. It's Looks a like a chinkapin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a chinkapin is. Please don't comment about chinkapin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, I, I guess I got to do my top five. Do I have to do five? Yes. Do I have to do five? Number five wow. now. Go. Do it now. Ryan. Ryan, say what number five is. N- number five. I'll go with you. I actually thought about the Ewok trees first off, and that was going to be my number five. Bro, that's so. the only one you grilled me on. I know. <laughs> but, number the re- but number four, the redwoods. I love Those the redwood the, trees. The same thing. Those are amazingly <laughs> Wait, huge. that's illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. I can do Those what I the want. the same trees. All right, number three. Number three. Uh, the trees in uh, Skyrim. I love looking at the trees in Skyrim. There's so, so crazy. many different trees in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. It's better. It's better than the trees in Oblivion. Don't get me wrong, right? Ooh, I think that's an honorable mention for me. Oblivion trees. Ob- right, really? <laughs> Even above Skyrim? Number two. Number two. Oh gosh, uh, I gotta go with uh, oak trees. I like the way oak trees look. That is the most white person thing you could have said. <laughs> And then no, here's here's the mo- the whitest thing I could have possibly said. Number one, a Christmas tree, evergreens, wow. baby. That's the whitest thing you could possibly say. Those make those make me sick. Those make me sick. Yeah, they give me the snaffles. All right, now now what, what, the do you like the fake ones or the real ones? I like the fake ones because the fake ones don't give me the snaffles. <laughs> snaffles is that even a word? I yes. I invented it, so invented it is. It. It, you always make up words on this on this podcast, Chris. I always make up words in life. There's okay, not Jam- enough words for me. Okay, James, you're the unbiased uh, person in this uh, podcast. So tell me who's right, me or Chris? Who, who had a better top five? Mm, Choose very I... carefully. I don't know. Chris said a lot of video game things. I like that. I said that. a video game too. He said a lot of my tree while I was talking. Oh my goodness, that is so stupid. Screw both of y'all. One point, Chris. <laughs> I guess we're gonna start keeping track on, on the Who Cares segment of who's yes, better. We should. That's a good okay. idea. Okay. Well, we'll let we'll let just James that, be that's the. That's what it's gonna unbiased. be. You and me do the thing, and then James answers. This is a great segment now. It went from okay, terrible right. to great. All yeah. right. I'm making the scoreboard right now. <laughs> you putting it in the Google yeah, Drive? And then, and then you have to read out the scoreboard after each time. Oh, oh gosh! The scoreboard. All right. Well, we, now should you... a, we should make fantasy. Who cares? 
a fantasy <laughs> oh gosh oh man okay it's getting late and chris is officially keeping score for who cares in the in our google drive all right good night guys uh along with chris and james i'm ryan thank you guys for tuning in to starcastic remarks tonight uh we will be back with you guys again next week and then the week after that the season starts yeah, then we're going to come with you. And then you're going to see us like three, three or four, four times, times a week. week. Yeah, That's I'm excited for that. So anyways, guys, uh, th- thank you once again for listening. Make sure you use that promo code THPN for DraftKings and go get those free stuff anytime and every time you go to their um, Thank you guys once again, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening.